Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me this week is Mitch. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm better yourself. Yeah, it's good. It's nice to see you're back. Um, JD, unfortunately, couldn't be here this week. Uh, last week of the runoff, apparently, so he is probably still 800Ks away from Darwin, out fishing. Hope you did well this mate. weekend. Um, yeah, not showing commitment to the team, I don't think, but, you know, we've always got you to help fill in, Mitch, which is great. Yeah, that's all right. Even in my injured state, I'll still help you out, mate. Yeah, you, but you, still, you did well. You got up in the morning. It was a very early race for us over here in Australia. Yeah, well, it started at 4 a.m. where I am. Yeah, it's three thirty here, and goddamn Foxtel telling me the wrong times. Two <laughs> thirty a.m. I'm like, all right, cool. Wake up. I was like, it's not two thirty a.m. Go back to sleep for a bit. That's the pit walk in the pre-show, or what? <laughs> yeah, nah. If it's yeah. that early in the morning, I don't need the pre-show. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can rewatch it later in the day if I really need to. Pre-show is good for killing time before nine thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Night bef- in the in the evening races, fine. Pre-show all you want, but. When it's 3.30 start in the morning, you're like, nah, no pre-show, that, just straight into it. I'll wake up when the light drops. I've done that before. On really? a couple, Yeah, like I think it was Brazil a couple of years ago. Just like, oh, I'll wake up for it. And like, yeah, set it and turned it on. The lights went out and I was like, perfect timing. Nailed it. Uh, I'll either wake up far too early or 20 laps in. Yeah, and it's really hard to get back into it, 20 laps in, because you're like, what's happened? Especially if well, like there's a heap of drivers 20... out. And 20 races, they just slow down, get into a bit of a rhythm, and you get that middle section of the race where sometimes not much happens. And when you start watching from there, it's yeah, it's hard to get into. Mm. Mm. Well, but we're here for the start of this one, so that's all good. Yes, yeah, so we've seen a start. So we'll, we're in the qualifying. We'll just quickly talk about qualifying. That was um, Ferrari showed a lot of pace on Saturday, or throughout the weekend, really. The Ferraris looked good. Yeah, like really good. Like, well... Hamilton set a new track record, and then Vettel was, I can't even remember the numbers, but it was stuff all behind him. It was not much at all. Mm. I was really impressed, like especially in Q1, where the Ferraris didn't use the Ultrasofts. They're the only ones that just got in comfortably on the Supersofts. Yeah, which gave, I think that's what gave Vettel the extra lap at the end of Q3, where mm. Mm. he got real close to Hamilton's time. But, but, um, there wasn't too much, like... Stoffel still didn't make it out of Q1. That's not surprising. Stroll, yeah. I mean, Stroll needs to pick up his qualifying game. We know he did eventually get some points this weekend, so that's good. That's his first set of points. Um, but not showing very much form on the sad day. No, he... Oh, no, he just hasn't impressed me at all, to be honest, man. He's... Mm. There's a, yeah. f- a few people have been <laughs> saying that. Um, it doesn't help that he's come from money and everyone just expects you know, these great results, but... Yeah, 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 that's true. Still, I think the whole coming from money thing puts that... It, it's it's unfair to them, but it does put that in most people's heads. Oh, you're here because of money. You can't be any good. Yeah. But unfortunately, he's not proving yeah. too much at the moment either, so... No, it's not. <laughs> Break the stereotypes, son. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, into Q2... There wasn't much, I think. Was Q2 the one where I think Saints crashed out? Was it the Saints or was it... Uh... Yeah, right at the end, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this lasted into turn one and pretty much went into the back of the wall. Um, yeah. It's sort of just your regulars that are out of there. Danny Kvyat, Fernando Alonso up in 12th, 
Carlos Saints 13th, Roman Grosjean 14th, and Jolian Palmer into Q2, but um, yeah, couldn't do anything better than 15th. Here's someone that needs to watch out, Jolian. Yeah, um, another one of those. If you're not bringing a big punch of cash, I can't see you having a job for too long. Mm. And considering um, Robert Kubiashi was not Kubiashi, Kubitsa, um, yeah, he was out um, testing the other day and doing quite well. In the old and Renault. If you see interviews with him and stuff, he's really confident. He's like, it felt good. I felt at home again. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to see him in a car again. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. He's pretty old and, you know, he was pretty f- badly injured. Yeah, and he's had, it's definitely, you know, been a few years he's been out of it. Unfortunate, because he was a really exciting driver to watch. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be a, an invaluable test driver. Like, if you just wanted someone, you know, as a good test driver, he'd be really good for that. Mm. But it'd be good to see him racing. But yeah, I had a, a little chuckle at the little meme thing that you sent me about Jolian <laughs> Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking a fork in the electrical socket. Yeah, uh, I'll link it in the show notes if you want to see the picture. But yeah, it was it was just poking a little fun at Jolian. But he needs it. He needs anything to light the fire under his ass and get him going. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because it's not a horrible car. No, the Renault seems to be... Oh, Nico Hulkenberg's doing a pretty decent job in it. He seems to be... You know, Got it into Q3, qualified 10th. Showing good pace in it. Nothing, you know, he's not setting the field alight, but he's still getting it up there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just went a bit dirty there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely doing well. Like, for what the car is, I think he's using it real well. He's showing that, you know, Jolian Palmer should be a little bit further up there. Mm, mm. I think that's really what he's showing is how far behind... Jolian is, but um, but Hulkenberg's got a pretty good history in F one too. He's always, I've always thought he was a pretty good driver. He's just never had the fastest cars under it. Yeah, that's the something I was really looking forward to when he went to Renault when he signed as the factory driver. I was thinking, yeah, right, this this might be a really good thing for him. And you know, we got to give it a bit. Renault has improved this season. Yeah, okay. and it's it's only just come back to being a factory team too. Mm. They've, they've had a pretty you know, sketchy history with all the Lotus stuff and, you know, in the last few years. Yep. I, mean, yeah, um, I reckon give them some time, they'll, they'll get that thing uh, going. Definitely. Uh, Force <laughs> Indias were next in um, Q3 and Ocon qualified ninth and Sergio Perez in t- uh, eighth, sorry. They showed some pretty good form and pace this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, they, they did really well. You know, um, they both impressed me. <laughs> maybe maybe Perez needs a slap upside back of the head, but yeah, maybe. But like we did discuss a little bit earlier, just before, is you know, I still think they'd be a bit hard pressed to defend against Sebastian at the end of the race. But yeah, well, yeah, like like we were saying, I don't think either of them were really going to get past Ricardo, and then I also don't think either of them were going to get in Vettel's way for too long. No, I didn't think that either. I, I just. Although I was thinking for a little bit he might, that Vettel, you know, it was only like three laps to go. I was thinking he might have got stuck behind him for the end of the race, but he got it done. Mm. Um, Felipe Massa, seventh. He's doing his usual qualifying, getting into the Q3, but not really. Not really. can't break that top six. It's that Williams is sort of like, they're definitely that, you know, seventh, eighth qualifying position. Very rarely, I think you'll see him much higher. Yeah, they, they seem to feel right at home there at the moment, don't they? And, mm. 
um, you know, I think last year and the year before, Williams were looking really good. You know, the first couple of years of the turbo engines. Yeah, but now man. now that Ferrari's caught up again and Force India's getting a bit better. They've sort of been pushed back to where they were with yeah. the um, V8s and that. Nah. I, I think what what that more was was they had the Mercedes advantage at the start. Yeah, that 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 ridiculous motor that everyone's caught up to now. Yeah, or not. No, you still no, can't even say they're caught up. But... No, but it was definitely helping them, and that's you know that's the reason why they were you know up so high up on there because they already had that power. They make a very fast car anyway. They make sure it's very slippery, as JD likes to say. Yeah, um, generally very very good straight line car too. Yeah, but then struggle everywhere else. It's like, come on, guys. You know, you'd always know every year that Williams would be good in a straight line, but struggle throughout the, you know, high downforce corners. I, I, I want to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Max Verstappen out-qualified Daniel Ricciardo for, I think it's the first time Max has ever out-qualified his uh, teammate in Canada. Yeah, that's what they were saying last night. Um, this morning. And I believe it's second time in a row now Max has out-qualified Daniel as well because he out-qualified him in Monaco. I did too, didn't he? Mm. Well, Daniel didn't have any luck in Monaco. No. Not not at all. No luck. No luck. Um, (laughs) But no, it was the Red Bulls showing good pace. They closed the gap to Kimi. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they seem to be um, hanging around. Like we were talking about after Melbourne, we sort of thought they'd be hanging around the back of Ferraris being a little bit annoying but not overly challenging. Mm. Well, if you take out, like, Sebastian and Hamilton, the rest of the field was pretty close. It was like Bottas was a a 12-1, Kimi was a 12-2, Max is a 12-4, and Ricardo's a 12-5. Even then, if you go to Felipe, he was a 12-8. So they're all in the 12s. It's just once you get to Sebastian and... Lewis, who are in the 11s. Yeah, that's, that's show the off. scary one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, it just shows the level of drive, though, doesn't it? The commitment those two have. Mm. It was good during qualifying with uh, Sebastian coming out and, like, you know, setting that lap so close to Hamilton's on his second run in Q3. I think Yeah, I, I thought he was looking... Four one-thousandths or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was really close. I was watching it thinking that he was going to get him. but mm. And then, well, then Lewis pulled that ex- another lap, the 11-4. That was just like, <coughs> okay. Yeah, you know, he, all right. He did a very yeah. good job. And, you know, ha- um, Vettel just couldn't catch him in the end with an 11-7. Um, what do you think of the the helmet that uh, Hamilton got given? Did you see it? Oh, Senna's helmet. That yeah. Was, yeah, I did see that because... I thought it was a weird spot to do the interviews, and then all of a sudden they're giving him helmets. Because I, I, I did hear them saying it was equaling Senna's record, which mm. is really cool. And then give him the helmet. I'm like, God damn, I'm a little bit jelly. Yeah. It, it was. I thought it was pretty cool. It was not something I thought they were. It was. It was weird and unexpected, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's very <laughs> unexpected. Um, Hamilton seemed very appreciative of it. He was very emotional and understanding. He um. Yeah, he looked like he was almost going to cry, mate. <laughs> yeah, Sen is his hero, and that's the driver that he's looked up to, and um, I think everyone knows how much of a you know vocal supporter Hamilton is of Senna. 
Yeah, well, back when that movie about him come out and stuff, he did a whole bunch of promotional work for it and drove one of the old Hondas in that. Mm. I yeah, think it was a nice, nice touch. Um, yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. I found this, when I was watching the replay of qualifying, as soon as they gave him the helmet, Foxtel cut the the broadcast. It was like done. I'm like, ah, so I didn't get to see any interviews with like Bottas or Sebastian, but oh well. Yeah, I did notice that actually. It didn't click at the time, but now you mention it. No, I didn't see any any interview really. It was just sort of giving the helmet, and then we were watching something else. Yeah. But that's um, I think that was just Foxtel on their replays. They're not very, not very Great. good. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> all right. They're not paying us. We can say whatever we want. Oh, but but one good thing I'll say this about Foxtel. They've upgraded. Um, they've updated all their things. So now you don't need a Telstra T box to get HD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can Chromecast it now. Um, oh, in proper HD. I I believe so. They've they've updated. It. They've called it now Foxtel now. All right, for um, an extra $12 a month. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's still, like, Foxtel still thinks, you know, they're the greatest. And I think their broadcasting of the supercars is really good. I just think, you know, it's very expensive. I like, yeah, I like their broadcasting of the supercars because it's all day, every last thing that happens at the track, mm. which is cool. But, yeah, I can't imagine it's the cheapest way to go about it. Something that, um, a little off topic, but, into broadcasting and stuff. Uh, Libya Media are looking into sh- doing a over-the-top service from F1 Direct, so you could buy like a season pass and get all the qualifying and racing and stuff th- through Super like Formula One dot com. Ah, oh, that'd be good. Like without any stupid yes. geo-blocking and yep. <laughs> oh, um, because but. I think by the time 2020 comes along, all the TV deals will be up for renewal or have gone through renewal process. So I think, yeah, I... think they're going to try and but keep the online rights or at yeah. least we can always sell them to anyone. You can have them as well, but you know, Formula One are allowed to sell the online rights. Yeah, well, you look at that. Heaps of sports are doing that now. NRL do it. Like, you know, mm. they've got their TV deals, but anything online is exclusively owned by Telstra. You need to be a Telstra customer with their app and a login and all that other stuff yep. if you want to stream football games. It's it's just the way everything's going. I really wish V8 Supercars would, you know, get on board and give us a decent online service. Well, V8, V8 Supercars honest, used to do... V8 Supercars still do Superview, which... It only gets you practice. It only gets you qualifying in the race. You can't technically use it inside of Australia or New Zealand, and it's only thirty dollars a year. It's only if they know you're inside Australia. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it works fine with a VPN, but it, that was really good, and it used to be fine when it was on Channel Seven. Um, it, you could do it in Australia because the supercar rights weren't sold as a huge big bundle, so they didn't sell the online rights or. Well, because it was put on free-to-air TV. What do they get? We're going to watch it for free either way. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I think it was also like Channel 7 didn't bother paying for that. Like, yeah, they'd be right able to broadcast yeah. it online, so they still could do it. But yeah, that uh, Superview was really good. But unfortunately, now with Foxtel, they've taken that away from the Australians because it was nice and cheap. Um, unfortunately, you didn't get all the all the support races. But, but yeah, it's just something interesting um, Formula 1 are looking at doing as well. I think it would be good if they did get something like that. I'd be all over it. Because mm. then you could, like, that's the biggest thing with Foxtel at the moment. It's like I'm paying for sport and literally 
I really only want Formula One and V8 supercars. That's the, yeah, that's, well, that's the main things that I watch. That's pretty much all I use my Foxtel for. Otherwise, it's just sitting on the comedy channel with background noise and I'm doing other crap around the house. Mm. I mean, at the moment, there's, you know, the ICC Championship Trophy, but we don't really need to worry about that now. Australia got knocked out on the weekend, so... <laughs> Yeah. And that's I don't know more much be- about cricket, but I uh, know that. That's that's all because it just rains over in England. They shouldn't hold cricket in England if they're going to rain all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Back onto the motorsport. To the race. To the race. <coughs> ah, the race. The somewhat exciting, a little bit disappointing race. Well, the start. What did, what did Max have for breakfast this morning? Because he needs that every race. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. He must have been a lot lighter than everyone else. Oh, he was <laughs> off that line and, you know, up into Q, uh, P2 by the first uh, corner. It was yeah, a great it was, start. It was an awesome start because, oh, you know, it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm a little bit hazy watching it. And I'm thinking, where the hell did the Red Bull come from? Where did the other Red Bull come from? Where the... Did the Ferraris go? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> I was like what watching happened? someone, which Red Bull's that? Which Ferrari is this? I'm like, oh, just, just at the start, it's like, especially because they all bunched up together and then everyone sort of went, went every which way. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to go up the inside. I'm going around the outside. It's like, oh, I can't track everyone at the moment. Yeah, it was really hard to keep track of that start. And everyone um, made it through there fairly cleanly. We know... We know Vettel's wing. We got know Vettel's wing got clipped, and you saw that straight away. But nobody, no one it. else mentioned it. No one else. Like <laughs> Ferrari didn't pit. Um, I think what they came out and said, Sebastian was like, "I want to see how it is. Let me go for another lap before we work out if we actually need to change this wing." Um, yeah, right. Eh? And then he was told, "They're like, no, you're going to do more damage to the car if you don't come in, come in, pit." So that's why he stayed out for that little bit extra. Oh, that makes... Yeah, that's fair enough. Because he has done well, you know, back in his Red Bull days, he's done well with broken wings and stuff like that. So mm. I mean, but the wings have got a lot more on them these days. Well, that's true. Those Red Bulls back in the day, though, they were downforce cars, though. Yeah. And I, I was saying, like, I mean, you look at the 2008 cars, they're wings and fins all over it. It's just... I'm actually just staring at a big front pit, a picture of Sebastian Vettel's car now with a front wing and you're like there's so many little fiends and grills and everything on it it's crazy yeah it's ridiculous eh? but once we all got through that section you had um roman grosjean and carlos saints sort of <laughs> carlos saints come flying through backwards out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah he sort Poor of turned... <laughs> i know and this is something i was like i think massa could do quite well here this weekend i want him to do well Qualified up the top 10, and then out of nowhere, just a car comes through, takes him out. A chrome Toro Rosso fucks your day up. <laughs> oh. And, like, you could just see on the onboard of Massa, and he's just, like, hands up. He's like, who hit me? I did not see any car. Yeah, yeah well, because, like, when, you know, when they first showed the crash, all you see is, like, that, that the exit of that corner, and the next thing, this Red Bull, just like, the Toro Rosso comes flying through backwards. Mm. And at first, I thought, well, this is what I've seen. I thought it was, um, you know, the Haas that hit him. But it actually looks like he was trying to, you know, bully him out, yeah. out of space. Yeah, I think it... And then second time round, Grosjean was having none of it. So I really think it's... 
yeah. possibly Sainz's fault? I think it was. Um, I haven't even read into any of the things. I've been busy today. Um, so I haven't read any of the reports after the race. But yeah, I believe it was being investigated after the race. But that was the Carlos Saints and Felipe Massa incident. But I think it really needs to be Carlos Saints and um, Grosjean. Grosjean because they're the ones that come together. Grosjean yeah. did a really good job to recover to 10th after he had to yeah. pit because he changed his front wing. Yeah, that's right. Eh? He did. He, was, um, he did really well. Sorry, man. I was just reading. Something. I just found an article. Kvyat labels F1 as a circus. Uh, stewards as a stupid circus. Yeah, I've, um, you're on Speed Cafe. Yeah. All I see is like this one line. I don't understand this. It's a circuit. A, a stupid fucking circus. That's what he said. Yeah. So what he's talking about there is he got penalized because he didn't, his car didn't want to start on the grid. Yeah, I remember that. So, But then he started from his grid position. And, oh, but he took too long, didn't he, or something like that. And then they gave him a drive-through. And he, he took it straight away. And then later on in the race, they're like, oh, we gave you the wrong penalty. Here's a 10-second time penalty. Oh, oh, they can't do that. They yeah. gave him the stop goal already. <laughs> they gave him a drive-through. And then they're like, um, yeah, oh, we gave you the wrong penalty. Here's another 10 seconds. So yeah. that's I think that's that's where he's, he's um, having a whinge. Oh, that's a that's a justified whinge, I think. I think if they hand out the wrong penalties, they have to wear that. Yeah, like what? Like what you can't take him. Like, oh, by the way, you can add like you know eighteen seconds onto your time because that's a pit lane tour, and you know you can take eighteen seconds off because we didn't mean to give you that one. We should have given you this. That's silly. That's like cooking the books. Mm. It's just... <laughs> but in the end, yeah. I think Kvyat retired anyway, didn't he? Like, you don't think uh, he finished? Yeah. Yeah, he DNF sure. on lap 50, uh, yeah, 54. Oh, what does it matter then? Suck it up, princess. <laughs> but he he wasn't having a great day. No, nah, it really wasn't for him, was it? Well, Max was... He, yep. he hasn't really had a good time since he got sort of kicked down a notch. He got it? kicked down. No, he, he got back up again. <laughs> You're never going <laughs> to keep him down. Um, <laughs> he He did get back up. And he had an okay couple of races towards the end of the season after they yeah. re-signed him. And then, yeah, he's just he's got back down and they're keeping him down. <laughs> he's like, I've signed a contract. I don't care anymore. He only has, I only have to drive good at the end of the year when we're thinking about re-signing. <laughs> <laughs> and I only remember the last thing I did. <laughs> Max Verstappen, he, after his blistering start, had a... Electrical failure or a battery failure, I think it was, in his Red Bull? Yeah, I think Christian Horner said it was like a battery charge thing. He something to do with the air not, system anyway. He was not happy. The onboard footage of him, like, punching the air, like, punching the steering wheel and chucking a wobbly. Yeah. That's <laughs> what happens when you've got teenagers driving cars. <laughs> yeah, I think Christian Horner said, oh, it's a good thing that the, um, mic- the radio didn't work because there'd be some a few colourful words said. <laughs> yeah, sure, the radio didn't work. No, we just turned it off. We didn't want to hear that. <laughs> well, actually, talking about radio and um, people saying colourful words, Saints, not Saints, uh, Kvyat was also saying some words again on the radio before he retired. <laughs> um, and then the commentators were like, oh, we're very sorry for that. You know, do apology, do apologise. 
Well, it's censored. It's like, why are you apologising for someone under the, you know, under race conditions who's obviously not having the greatest time? Yeah, I think, you know, people are going to get caught up on drivers swearing on the radio and the you know, in passionate moments and stuff like that. It's, it's what it is, man. People, people get fired up, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think they should be apologizing for a little bit of bad language, but nah. well, you know me pretty well when it comes to that stuff. So yeah, <laughs> uh, just going through the last person that didn't finish this race was Fernando Alonso. I feel so bad for Alonso. I think someone at Honda's actually like, I'm going to ruin this guy's life. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon there's someone there that just like, ah, oh, I hate 20 this 20 laps to go guy. in Indy fighting for the win and your Honda and just, fails. Yeah, I know. You're looking like you're going to get some points in Canada and your Honda fails. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and they stayed out for so long. Like, yeah, like, I know. That's the thing with them too. They almost make race distance and then they fail. <laughs> oh, you just made it like so close and you just died like lap 66 you finished yeah, like out he, of 70 it's like four laps from the end and you're done probably only one lap from being qualified as a finisher <laughs> mm. well you've he ended up going into the crowd did you, did you see that yeah I don't think he even went back it doesn't even look like he went back to McLaren I at think all. he was going back to the pub to be honest He's like, I'm just going to climb over this fence. I heard there's a bar over here. That's where I'm going. <laughs> Do you blame him, though? No, not at all. There was... um. He's already said it twice since that he's going to quit. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. He's he's just not happy at all. And he's just vocal about it. Like, yep, I'm going to quit unless you have a race-winning car. I'm like, well, Fernando, I think, you're going to need to find another job. Head down to Centrelink in the morning. Actually, did you see that uh, McLaren won the the... The Montreal raft race. Yeah, I did see that. Looks like he's in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. He's we started be... winning again, mate. <laughs> Loophole. <laughs> um, I don't know if he like particularly means actually winning. I think he means more, give me a competitive car. Yeah, because his car's not competitive at the moment. I, I honestly think... Competitive that... chassis, the motor's not. The chassis looks good. The I think McLaren's doesn't. just going to ditch Honda. They're gonna ha- they're gonna work out a way to get out of this relationship that they've got themselves in. No one's happy yeah. in it. Well, I even if they did improve by the end of this year, if I were in McLaren, I'd still be like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, like, how much brand damage have you done? So much, man. Like, if you think about it, like you know, we've been into Formula One for a very long time since we were kids and that, so we understand the history that is McLaren. Yeah. and the massive team that they are. And I love their road cars and everything else they've done. So mm. if you ask me, they could never do wrong and they'll always be a top a top of the tier team. They're just not doing real well at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But you think about people that got into F1 in the last two years. Oh, you're like, what's Hondas this McLaren? Are a joke. Hondas are a joke. McLaren's as good as a manor. You know <laughs> <Yeah>. what I mean? <laughs> like, but they'd be like, what's a manor? Nah. Oh, manor only dropped out last year. Um, yeah. But you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. I know, they're like... The uninitiated, unexperienced. It looks like the most awful team. (laughs) Yeah, it really... Why does everyone talk about this Alonso bloke? He doesn't even seem that good. Yeah, I know. He's (laughs) he's never in a good team. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It does. I like Alonso. But from all the talk that we're hearing, there's a a lot of Mercedes talk around McLaren again, so 
I I I want it. I want them to ditch this Honda. I think just leave Honda. They Honda didn't go about Formula One the right way again. No, and they should have had more than one team if they wanted to develop an engine quickly. And yeah, it just they just didn't have that massive bang that everyone was expecting. There was an expectation that they were going to be there from and, the get go. Yeah, competing from the start. <laughs> well, yeah, we saw the testing and all that, and it's all gone downhill from there. Yeah, it has. It's unfortunate because it was would have been cool if mm. they could have put it off. But I reckon that like the way that Alonso drives that car, it's clearly lacking power, not grip. With yep. a good motor in it, I think that'd be competitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that too. Ferrari. Yesterday, like on Saturday, they were fast. They were right up there. That looked Sun- amazing. On Sunday, Monday morning, what happened to them? I don't know. They did not look good again until the end of that race when Vettel was chasing. Yeah. Once they dropped all the fuel and they had fresh tyres on, they were good. But at that start of the race, they were nowhere. Yeah, they were just like... From the takeoff, it's like they only had half throttle or something. It was just. I mean, it didn't didn't help that you know, Max. They had were that fairly great crowded start. too. Yeah. Like, Max and Vettel's wing did break straight away. Yeah, and then he had to pit, so he was always at the like by the first lap, he was eighteenth. Like he was <laughs> he was dead last because the other two guys were already. Yeah, exactly. Out of the this, race. This is um, this is probably the exact conversation that happened in Ferrari's debrief. Well, this happened and that happened. Yeah, right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But we recovered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, Vettel's still on top of the championship, though, isn't he? Yeah, yep. Yep, because he was tw- he went in 25 points ahead, so he was always going to be equal at worst. Oh, yeah. So he's still... Yeah. But Kimi well, had problems tw- at the end of the race. 12 points ahead? Yeah, yeah. he did. Something with his brakes were going on. They were getting him to... Um, change brake bias settings or something like that. Because mm, he dropped well off. Like, he finished 18 seconds behind Ocon. Yeah, well, he went... <laughs> it's kind of funny. What do you need team orders for when your car just fails? Exactly, because he just went around him like, yep, God. Because, well, they <laughs> yeah. actually pitted Kimi. Before, they pitted Kimi and then ran Vettel a little longer before they pitted Vettel again. I was like, oh, okay. Team yeah, orders at it again. Just Well, yeah, at least they've smartened up since the days where they had you know remember the Alonso and Massa where the team waters were literally on the straight oh like, yeah they're trying to do it in the pits now <laughs> yeah 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 it's not like at the start finish line here pass well <laughs> talking about team orders you got Force India what what's your um take on the Force Indias well swatting. I think Ocon was looking better but I don't think either of them had it in them to pass Ricardo, and I also don't think either of them were going to stop Vettel once he got his chase on. No. no. So saying, you know, oh, Perez, you know, not, not following team orders and all the rest of it, like, the only thing that would have changed is Force India's result, you know, where their cars stood. Mm. One. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think the positions they got would have changed or anything like that, just the order of the two cars. Yeah, the two, like, Esteban would have finished ahead. Um, if they had a swap. As soon as but they then started they... fighting with each other, but, uh, Ricardo just managed to get that big gap. It was crazy. Yeah, because I think 
like uh, was it Brundle was saying, like now that they're arguing about you know letting him in front and trying to bargain and make deals, chewing they're distracted, chewing up his tires, distracted, and now they're not because when you're having those sort of conversations, your head's not fully in the fight. No, so that's where Ricardo got away. So even just the argument itself probably did the job. Yeah, it was good driving by. Sebastian Esteban and Perez with their overpasses, like the overtakes. They all did real well to not come together. Mm. We, did, you know, Esteban did have to um, go to the grass, but you know that's I, that that's just he couldn't turn it in. Basically, Sebastian's car yeah. was there, but still, it was a car with between Sebastian's yeah. car and the edge of the track. Yeah, I wouldn't. Have, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said he pushed him out or anything like that. He's just. Everyone was too committed, and there's only so much room on the track. Mm. I was really impressed by Sebastian's drive this weekend, like today. Because he, considering he went, as soon as he had to go pit at the start and was at last, he had lo- basically lost the lead of the championship to Hamilton because Hamilton really never looked like losing this race at all. Nah, nah, Hamilton. Well, you didn't see him on TV at all. That's always a good sign for them. Yeah, he had 19 seconds over Valtteri Bottas at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like Vettel's just—he does well when when he gets. He's not one of those drivers that sort of has a, a bit of shit luck and lets it ruin his weekend. He just—he keeps fighting. Mm. Well, he didn't come second this week because I think every race so far that he hasn't won, he's come second in. Commented last um, episode of saying he's doing a Jamie Win Cup on his bad days <laughs> yeah. coming second, but. What's that? A shocker coming fourth? And I know, like God, what are you going to do with yourself? It's like doesn't he get a trophy? <laughs> get a participation medallion <laughs> you're the first loser <laughs> I that uh, goes, that's the second isn't it <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sort of as you can tell maybe sort of jumping up the list having a look at this so Daniel Ricciardo he benefited um, nicely from Max's engine failure yeah he did that that helped him out real well another podium after Monaco. That's three in a row now, isn't it? Yeah, three. or It's definitely a couple in a row. I think it's three in a row. I'll double check. I think you look at Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah three in a row because he finished third in Spain. Good job. Mm. He's um starting to get those results. He didn't get... No, it doesn't get many results of the first couple of races of the year. It takes a little bit to get into it, but once he gets there, he's... um. Does quite yeah, it well. seems, seems he needs to find a bit of a groove, eh? Must have been a hard race for him the whole race because he was having to defend pretty much the whole time. Yeah, he never had clear air, did he? he um, it was always someone on his back. Which is... Really good. I was, I was yeah, very happy. happy it's a good showing for him as a driver. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bottas and Hamilton, well, they, they sort of had a race of their own once... Once the start happened, you know, and yeah, the Red Bull was never going to catch the Mercedes, and Bottas was never going to catch Hamilton. So. Mm. Like, yeah, Hamilton, he was just really on this weekend. I think, you know, after the last weekend he had, you'd oh, want to after yeah. after Monaco. This is a really good result for him. I mean, well, it is. He had a race win. We're sort of wrapping up this race now. I know there's lots of stuff that happened in the race, but. It's I can't have a super long episode tonight. Um, 
the cooldown room in Canada. This is something that I know is completely random, but it's got <laughs> a big flash TV, like display, digital display that goes around the whole side of it. I haven't seen yeah. it like that in any other cooldown room. I did notice that. That's a lot of money for someone who spend like 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. It looked really cool. Oh, yeah, definitely really cool. <laughs> like, and then, a... um, after, obviously, after the cooldown room, you know, you go to your podium. And, oh, if uh, we're picking out cool things. Yeah. Those carbon fiber bottles, I want one. Oh, yeah. The, sh- <laughs> the um, champagne, they looked really cool. We were actually yeah, messaging but... each other in the morning about them going, is it maybe because of the, it was the 50th running? I don't know. I was just like, I've never seen that before, but they need to keep that up because that was cool. <laughs> where do you buy, like, where do you buy a big ass carbon fiber bottle of champagne? <laughs> I know, like, my Woolies don't stock it. I asked them. Wait, oh, Dan Murphy's. Dan Murphy's. <laughs> oh, we don't get that up here anymore. Oh, I'm too big, apparently. Too Stop big. all the drunks. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Hamilton and his flag. Can't throw yeah. it very well. <laughs> that, that made me laugh. He threw it. And then that dude's like, yoink. Yoink. This is mine. <laughs> I'm going to keep this. It's like, Hamilton, can you sign it? It's worth more on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Like, was he trying to throw it to the crowd, trying to give it to a fan or something? And the dude on the podium was like, I'll take that. I don't know, but it's like <laughs> it's like throwing a sheet. It's really hard to do. It's <laughs> bunch it up in a rock. Bunch it up and throw it. Yeah, like put a rock in it, then you'll get some distance. <laughs> Kill someone. <laughs> um and then yeah, you've had the podiums. I what did you think of the trophies? I actually quite liked them this year. Oh yeah, that's something I was gonna text you, but then I got distracted by Patrick Stewart drinking from a shoe. Yeah, yeah, we'll get onto that. <laughs> they were really cool. I thought they were the coolest looking trophies that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and like I, when I saw Ricardo's, I'm like, oh, it's an itty bitty tiny one, like we little baby one. Yeah. <laughs> Considering like you see Hamilton's and that, it's quite big. But yeah, it, they they, look, they looked really cool. I think it was one of the coolest trophies that I've seen. Canada's always had really cool trophies. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know. Canada's always one of those GPs. I like the track. I like to watch the replays, but I don't always see the race because of the timing. Anything in North America really is yeah. I miss. got. I I pretty much always see the Canadian Grand Prix. It's the American and Brazil. The hard because you get that public holiday up there. Yeah, come on, man! You used to live here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come back. I want to come home. Ah, <laughs> uh, working on it. Yeah, but. but like yeah, it's the the Brazilian and American one that's really hard. And oh, do you remember that time we recorded? This is back in the day of Weber and Free to Air TV with Formula One. Recorded the Brazilian Grand Prix of like one of Weber's last ones, but as he won it, and I like yeah, I refused to. I didn't. I went. Not, I didn't go on the internet because I was like, no, no, I'm gonna watch it when we get home from work. You know, watch it after dinner or whatever. So I didn't go on the internet all day. I didn't look at any news. I had no idea what was going on. We flicked the TV on and like Channel 9 News was on. Oh, I was yeah, like, oh, right. up next, Mark never Webber wins new- the Brazilian Grand Prix. I was like, oh, God damn it. Channel 9 <laughs> never cares about motorsport, never plays anything about like the top, like who won the race, unless it's an Australian. And I'm, yeah. That's pretty fun. And just didn't really expect Weber to win. So you don't think, ah, they're not going to be... They never talk about the Formula 1 on 6 o'clock on Channel 9. Yeah, I know. 
It's like, what the hell? And then, yeah, I was like, oh, we might as well just turn that on now and watch it because at least we know Weber won. <laughs> yeah. But it was actually an interesting race to watch because it didn't look like he was going to win that race. No. It was um, it was cool. I quite like the... I miss the Red Bull cars of those years. <laughs> the absolute domination. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, pretty- anyway, Patrick Stewart. I- I'm trying to remember what else we're up to, but yeah. This return of the shoey, it's back. Yeah, good job. I just, he's, he's Patrick Stewart, man. He's a he's a player, bro. He's, I he's loved his comment about <laughs> the shoes. He's like, and Hamilton was like, like said, say, I can't believe you did that out of his sweaty shoe. He's like, hey, I'm on the Formula One podium. I'm never going to be here again. Or saying, it's yeah, like, that was pretty funny. I'm going to drink. I'll drink champagne out of anyone's shoe up here. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious because. Like, you know, I like to watch cartoons like American Dad and that. He's just like, exactly acts like his character does in American Dad. I was like, that's crazy. I didn't expect that. Yeah, watching it, I was like, what's Professor Xavier doing drinking out of a shoe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he can walk. I thought he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> he's a mutant. He's uh, mutated some legs. But that, that was good. I, I don't think Ricardo thought... Patrick Stewart was going to have, or even want to have a drink, because he poured his champagne into the shoe, and then threw the shoe away. Well, at least he got a fresh shoe. Yeah, 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 because you don't want to share germs. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm not drinking out of that. You drank out of that. I don't care your foot speed in it. Backwash, mate. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, because... When you see Ricardo walk off, like there was a small shot where he's got just his socks on because he has no shoes left. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I've seen a picture of um, someone took a photo from above, just a small Australian kid with his socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good on uh, him, though. It was a good, um, it was a good podium. I quite liked it. Um, yeah, it was, it was funny. Oh, Patrick Stewart's actually a really cool dude, as it turns out. I haven't really um, watched. Apparently, they only had, like, what, three microphones on there because Bottas didn't get a microphone? That that made me laugh so much. That was hilarious. You, like, asked him a question, then he's just standing there, like, well, you have to give it to me to answer. I can't answer answer that. He just keeps talking, like, oh, you need a microphone. Like, yes, man, jeez. Someone give that man a microphone so he can talk back. Yeah, it was um, was a little disorganized. It seems like, you know, with a few of the mistakes in commentary and stuff, Seems like a lot of Sky TV crew may have been drinking yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just an observation. But it, on the whole, it was a very good Canadian Grand Prix. Quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. It was um, there was always something going on during the race. It was unexpected. Like apart from you know one and two, it was very unexpected top five really. Yeah, um, considering like you know Red Bull. This is not one of their tracks you would expect them to dominate or to do that well at. To come away with a podium, really good result. Next fortnight, we head to Baku. Ah, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan, yep. To the longest straight in the world, like two kilometers or something. (laughs) Went long enough to start grabbing a drink. Yeah. Checking the time. That's what I remember. Rosberg last year said, oh, it's going to be really long, so I'll make sure I take my newspaper to read. (laughs) (laughs) Starts texting, eating a sausage roll. (laughs) It's, um... Oh, we'll see how well Baku does it. 
Yeah, done. it'll be interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we got that coming up in a couple of weeks. But next weekend... Yeah, yeah lucky supercars, bastards. Darwin. Yeah, I did want to be up there for it, but, you know... Unfortunate we can't make it. We foot will... injuries and work don't work out the way we want sometimes. <laughs> we, um... We were very worried that the grandstand was going to be in our spot, but it is not. It's further down, isn't it? It is. Like, it's near like the track crossing. Yeah. Yeah, because I seen the map for it, and I was like, oh, thank God for that. Cause... I know, because like that was our spot. So I I don't think we've actually Shh. said to everyone, look, you can all stress less. It's all good. It's pure shenanigans, mate. It's all good. It's the problem is, is they said it's by Shenanigans Bar. Well, Which Shenanigans is... has the pouring rights the whole place so there's like multiple shenanigans around the place but when people say shenanigans in the v8 supercars you know which one they're talking about yeah but turns out the biggest shenanigans is the one over where they're putting the grandstand near the cars displays and stuff but that's still never the one we're talking about no it's not it's not, <laughs> it's not the rowdy shenanigans that's for sure it's not the fun shenanigans <laughs> one more Evil person shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> next person says shenanigans is going to get a pistol whip <laughs> Hey, Farver. What's the name of that place? All the crazy shit on the walls? What? Oh, it's shenanigans. You're talking about shenanigans, right? Shenanigans, yeah. Shenanigans. <laughs> no, that'll be pretty good. Uh, Le Mans 24 hour next weekend, too. Yeah. That um should be oh, good. I don't know if I'll be able to get to watch much of that. Um, it's hard uh, enough sometimes trying to even remember what's on. Foxtel, I believe. From 10.30 Sunday night is when race starts. But, yeah, 10.30 on a Sunday night is not ideal for us. I've got Monday off work. Well, it's ideal for you then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to be in a state to watch anything at 10.30 Sunday night after the V8. Not especially endurance racing that takes a bit of concentration sometimes. Yeah. that's uh, we like Last year, JD and I were so bad at recapping what happened at Hidden Valley. Because we're like, I don't know, like, it was, was drunk. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, normally with Le Mans, anyway, I watch the first hour, then watch the last three or so. That's all you really That's need. That's all you need. Yeah, there's a good chunk of racing in between, but, you know, you're oh, looking for the highlights. You can, you can get pretty invested in it, like, because Le Mans... You're still like watching four hours of racing, so it's still yeah, a fair the, bit of... And the teams are so massive and there's that many drivers, it's hard to just be like, I love this driver. Generally on the weekend, you're like, that's my team, that's my car. And, you know, they might get five hours from the end and then fail. Mm. Whereas if you jump in at three hours from the end, pick a guy from that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'll definitely check that out. Um, we... yeah. yeah, sorry. No, you're right, man. And Webb is also racing. So oh, is forward. he? Oh, no, he retired. That's yeah, right. he's retired. He's, he's, he's old over. man Webber. He doesn't race anymore. Well, he, he got his Le Mans win, so hmm. it's not all bad. Um, I was saying that we do have a meet and greet with the Triple Eight drivers on Wednesday, so we will be asking them some questions, such as, well, something we're going to hit up Shane Van Gisbergen <laughs> is what's the deal with the Kiwi Bro Code? Um, <laughs> interested to find out if he will return the favour to McLaughlin any time this year, if it comes up to a point where, you know, Shane's on old tyres, McLaughlin's on new tyres. Is he going to indicate and let him go through? I think the answer is going to be no. <laughs> but I, I think Scotty's a little bit more naive than SVG is at the moment. Yeah. But, you know, it's still be, we've got some questions to go to him. Um, I think we also might be seeing the Nissan Garage as well. 
Um, That'll be all right. We've got the Triple Eight Garage, so we'll we'll get some questions together. We'll we'll ask some, and hopefully we got a little bit more information. Hit, hit them up about them Caddy turbos are going to be running. Who the this the the V six man? It's come from Cadillac. Racing. Oh yeah, but did you hear the news that they're not even going to run the V six next year? I thought they were going to do it in a couple of wildcard events. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, how I. I guess, yeah, develop it. Are they still going to be 3.6? I believe so. Because that's what the Cadillacs are. I'm not sure about the V8 rules, that's all. Yeah, I just think it's going to take them longer to get the cars all equal and to the state that they're happy in. Yeah, well, it'll be good to see, even if they do chuck a couple wildcard V6s in a couple of times next year, just to get an idea of where they're going to stand, even just in a straight line against the 8s. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to know. I want to know where the, you know... How, well, what's with, what, what are the pros and cons in it? With enough boost, a three point six a three point six turbo V six is gonna wipe the floor with a five liter. Mm. Mm. But they're gonna limit them. They're gonna be like you know um, restrictor plates, and you know especially with turbos, they'll have um, uh, inducer sizes. They won't be allowed to you know have they'll be controlled intake sizes and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, that, like, that's like improved production where they limit everything. Yeah, yeah, it'll keep it all in line. But I mean, it'll be to. how the motors motors act too. Like your V8s, they're going to have, they're going to be pretty good down low. I mean, they're still a race motor, so they're still very high power up in the brevs, but they're not going to have turbo lag. No. But then again, if they can keep these V6s on boost all the time, they're doing the the. Where they're racing the V6s in the GTs in America and stuff at the moment, and the Cadillacs, they're actually quite successful. So, mm. I mean, they they're going with a good motor. They they they're getting something that's somewhat proof. Yeah, well, they definitely want to go for a motor that's have at least some development behind. Otherwise, you'd be a little bit, you know, behind the eight ball. That's the thing about a lot of these cars where they're gonna they could stick for the V8s because they've got twenty years development behind them. Yeah, they're reliable. When was the last time you seen an engine failure in V8 supercars? Oh, wow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so... It's not a McLaren Honda, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when Honda comes knocking on V8 supercars, we'll say, we don't want it. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to spend billions in your sport. No, don't even go here. We're going to spend billions blowing everything up. <laughs> <laughs> These motors aren't cheap, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it'll be interesting once they get the new motors and stuff in. But... It should be. Are you are you looking forward to it, or are you a traditionalist that thinks it should stay V8s? Uh, I was at first, if I must be honest. I was like, oh, stupid. But then you think about it, what cars come with V8s anymore? Yeah, because there's a, um, a, a poll on Speed Cafe at the moment of, are you looking forward to the debut of the V6 turbos and supercars? I think it'll be good because it'll change it up too. Like right now, sixty-one percent of people said no, which is one thousand seven hundred and seventy-four votes. That's fair enough. I'll twenty-eight percent say yes. I've never been with the popular choice, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than happy to be in the small minority. It's fine. I don't know. You just change it up. It's. I'm not saying the category's stagnant or anything, but nothing's changed in a long time. Mm. And all yeah. Look, have you seen the the concept pictures that have come out the last couple of days of the co- new Commodore? It's actually a good-looking car. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I'm not even looking at the livery at all because the livery means nothing. Means nothing because it's like, well, there's no Red Bull on it, and I know they're going to keep Red Bull. Yeah, because <laughs> Red Bull can be like, well, if it doesn't say Red Bull over it, we're keeping our Red Bull money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, they're not a bad looking car. No boot at all on them. Yeah, that's strange. It's... But. It'd be um, interesting to see different body styles come into it as well. I think that'll make it a bit more interesting. What's your pick? Who's your pick for triple? Who's your pick for triple eight? Who's your pick for Hidden Valley? <laughs> for Hidden Valley? Yeah. Um. You can do. Two I don't know drivers. why. I, I want to say Monster. Yeah. Pro Drive generally have aren't too bad at Hidden Valley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you ask me, at the moment of the Pro Drive drivers, Monster's the best of them. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Why not? Go a bit different. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm but, still... I but st- then you've got Penske and Triple Eight. <laughs> yeah, well, I was reading here on the fast facts of the Crown Bet, Crown Bet Darwin Triple Crown about pole positions. If DJR Team Penske get a pole position on Saturday, whether it be Scott McLaughlin or um, Fabian, it'll be the first... Um, They'll make history by taking, be the first to take seven poles in a row. No one, oh. no one in our category has ever done seven poles, like a team has done seven poles in seven races. Oh, really? So yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but then they're saying qualifying on pole is no guarantee of victory. Hidden Valley, with only five of the last twenty-one supercar races in Darwin having been won from P one. And you know, I think it's also about twenty-five percent chance we always get a. Not always, obviously, but a pretty big crash at Hidden Valley. Yeah, um, and mean, safety car, lots of safety car. Last time Hidden Valley weekend was racing with um with a supercar racing was completed without a safety car. Period was back in two thousand and ten. Yeah, see, she just ain't gonna happen then. <laughs> turn one, there'll be chaos in turn one. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna stick with Mostert just to be different, but. Probably McGoughlin, Coulthard, Van Gisberg in one of those will be up there as well. Yeah. I'm 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 hoping like a Lounsey or I know like I'm just choosing from last year, but I think Caruso, the Nissans are doing quite well, or they have done quite well in Darwin in the past. They're not running the best at the moment, but we'll see how they go. Yeah, Darwin's always I don't know, it's one of those sort of places where sometimes teams aren't doing well, but then they turn up there and somehow it just works. Mm. And it's but, been really cold here, so it should be good weather. Really cold? Mate, it was like 19 degrees this morning. Mate, it is... Like, when I first texted you to say, ask what time you want to do it, that was like quarter to six here. It was pitch black outside. Yeah, I'm not and, saying it's dark. It is dark. No, hold on. It comes with coldness, mate, because it it's, is like... Nine degrees. It's 26 so, right now. It's chilly. <laughs> 26. Oh, <laughs> no. Drop that by 17 and come round, man. <laughs> ah, I, I, I've got to go to work tomorrow, so I can't come round. Otherwise, first flight over. That's where I'd be. For sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a spare jumper for you because I've only owned one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it gets cold in the valley in the mornings up on the hill. So I That's will true. bring my jumper. We're going to Get go it. there. It should be a good weekend. Um, thank should you very a, much yep. for filling in this weekend, mate. Uh, no really worries, appreciate dude. it. It's all good. If you guys have any questions or anything you want, you can email them through to us at breakinglate at gmail.com. 
um, head over to our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can check out our website, www.breakinglate.com. Um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Sorry about last last episode. Um, both JD and I actually got quite crook, as you can probably tell throughout that episode. Um, we sounded a bit croaky, um, not very lifelike. Um, and we had a big weekend the weekend before. But we're all good now. JD will be back next week. And I think we're back to almost weekly episodes again for a little bit. Yeah, there's some there's a fair bit of racing coming up. Mm, had a small break and we're back into it. And then I think we get the winter break. And then there's, there's summer break, whatever they call it. Oh, our winter, there's summer. We get a small break and then we're back into <laughs> it again. Either way, something happens. But yeah, thanks guys for tuning in. Um, thank you, Mitch, for filling in. And we'll no catch worries, you man. guys next time. See you. See ya. Bye.